0: hello everybody and welcome to fantasy nhl today we've got a very special episode for you we got our first ever guest the legend himself steel Roden from the locked on fantasy hockey podcast we're going to be going back and forth today talking about hot and cold players i've asked steel to bring some guys i got some guys let's get the biz you're listening to fantasy nhl today What's up everybody this is fantasy nhl today i am your host blake creamer you can find me on twitter with the tweeting at blake creamer se and like i said i got a very special guest this man is a legend you must bow down and listen to everything he says steel uh, we got steel Roden from the locked on fantasy hockey podcast steel what's going on my guy
1: not much. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast today. Really appreciate and very honored to be the first guest on your podcast.
0: That's right. That's that's very nice to say. All right, he's a humble guy. All right, this guy <laughs> is uh, over at uh, Locked On Fantasy Hockey. These guys are grinding their brains out. These are you guys do five days a week, hey Steele?
1: Yeah, Monday through Friday. Uh, every episode, seven o'clock in the morning Eastern Time. You don't want to miss out on all the content. But yeah, five days. Five days a week. You know, we give ourselves a little bit of a break on the weekend just to enjoy the hockey itself and watch pretty much every game. But during the week, we're grinding out there.
0: It'll be smooth. Jimmy's luck of the week. That's just selfish. Not seven days a week. Oh, come on. I do like two days a week. And I'm like, how the hell do people do this? shit? (laughs) But, uh, yeah, man, uh, definitely get over, listen to Locked On Fantasy uh, uh, Hockey Podcast. So where can we find you? So uh, where can we find your content? And also maybe just give us your Twitter handle as well so we can get you some. some
1: Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, Definitely go check out our YouTube channel, uh, Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast. Make sure you hit the subscribe and follow. But uh, you can also go follow us on our Twitter account. LO underscore fantasy NHL is our handle name. And um, yeah, we're free. We're free and available on every single podcast platform you could think of. So yeah, definitely go check us out on your favorite podcast platform. Check us out on YouTube. We just started releasing some YouTube Shorts as well with the waiver wire DFS and big time bet selections. So yeah, go check us out. You can find us on uh, on YouTube and uh, any podcast platform.
0: Awesome, buddy. Um, and then sorry, did you give your Twitter handle? Your uh, do you want your own personal or do you or you just want to stay anonymous?
1: Yeah, if you yeah, if you want to check out my personal, it's uh Sroden underscore 77. But uh, the the channel the channel name is uh LO underscore fantasy NHL, so yeah, definitely go follow us. We release all of our big time bets, our picks of the night, the kid. The guru's on an absolute heater right now for the picks, but uh, don't want to toot my toot my own horn uh, as much. But yeah, I've been I've been pretty good lately.
0: <laughs> no, you're killing it, and that's uh, that's one of the one of the many things I love about your podcast is you get kind of that betting information <laughs> at the end, which is something I don't offer because I get I, I'm an emotional better man. I, I cannot <laughs> be keep my you know my cool my perspective. It's just like I'll just bo- uh, bet emotionally, and uh, yeah, it's a problem. All right, I lose all my money. Okay. The house, the kids, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. They're still here, but, uh, yeah, that's what that's, that's why I don't do that. So, but, uh, another great thing about locked on fantasy hockey podcast, uh, is, um, it's, it's, they keep it 30 minutes or less and that's yeah. a really key. I mean, you, you can get over there. Uh, you know, I do want you to listen to mine too, but you know, I just talk a lot, as I said, do you steal? So, yeah. um, 30 minutes, that's a perfect time. So yeah, get over, check these guys out. And also, this is a Sports Ethos presentation, so definitely go check out SportsEthos.com. Lots of awesome fantasy content, They're mostly basketball, but they got a bunch of other stuff. I'm doing the hockey stuff over there. They got baseball, football, and disc golf. I'm going to keep promoting the hell out of this guy. They actually have a disc golf podcast over there. This man's a legend. So, yeah, SportsEthos.com. Get over there. Locked on Fantasy Hockey Podcast. Awesome content. Confirmed. Okay? Um, Cool. Let's get into it. Steel. Um, Before we get into our uh, – so I asked Steel to bring um, three players that are doing well and three players that are uh, performing a little bit stinky. All right? And I did the same. Um, So we're going to get into that. But before we do that, um, we do have a little bit of NHL news. News! 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 marupe hints of the dallas stars signs a big contract today um yeah actually what are the terms on that steal i had it up and then i erased it on my computer you got it or what's what's yeah i
1: a- think it is a uh, seven oh, yeah. years eight point four five million dollars uh with the dallas stars um don't quote me on that it's it's around those numbers but long term deal for rupe hints i was fairly surprised waking up this morning and seeing that news um, did not expect that to happen i was actually checking uh, the dallas stars salary cap and on on cap friendly yesterday as well and was seeing all the different contracts they have joe pavelski at 5 million he's got one year left we were just talking about um, Jamie Benn, Tyler Sagan, who are over nine and a half million dollars as well. Right, so yeah. some big contracts right now for the Dallas Stars.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, you got to love it, though. I mean, you got to assume that they know what the hell they're doing. I mean, I'm not a GM, but the fact that they can lock up Jason Robertson at his contract, which now, I mean, you know, quarter way through the season looks like the best contract in the NHL. Right. Yeah. because <laughs> the way the guy's playing. I think he's, we were saying he's four years, 7.75 and now they locked up, uh, another young guy, a Rupa hints for seven years. Uh, you know, and they've got high and they've got, uh, the uh, Ottinger, man, yeah. um, Dallas all of a sudden went from, and uh, not that they were exactly zeros, but I'm going to use the phrase zero to heroes, right? These guys now look like world beaters. I think I really like what's going on in Dallas. And I don't know what's, what's your take on Dallas this year?
1: Well, that was the big thing for, for us as well. Especially in the off season, we couldn't really put our finger at where this Dallas Stars team would finish at the end of the season. If they were going to be a wild card team or maybe fall off a little bit towards the end, and it was really because of we didn't really know what to expect out of the rest of the forward group ex- ex- besides that top line of Pavelski, Robertson, and Hints. That was the only line that was going for the Stars last year, so we couldn't put our finger on it. But we talked about it in the off season. Like if Jamie Ben and Tyler Segan can have a little bit of a bounce back season, get back to how they played four or five years ago, then we can expect this Stars team to be a legitimate cup contender, make a deep playoff run potentially. You know, I really like the tandem of Jake Godinger and Scott Wedgewood. I don't think they're talked about enough as as one of the best duos in the league right now, but they they're they're flying. Uh, on all colors right now, flying on all on all cylinders, and this team yep. just looks exceptional right now. They're getting it done from everywhere.
0: No, I like it. Uh, I like it a lot. I mean, I know when it when the team was centered around Sagan and Ben, you know th- those years ago, there was just so many disappointments they weren't kind of able to get over the hump, right. Um, yeah. but now you got Robertson and Hintz and Ottinger, and you still have a like Ben with this kind of resurgence, and we'll talk about him in a little bit but that kind of resurgence sagan is playing well and then you got like i I actually called for like a dark horse norris trophy for heiskanen that was my that was my hot take at the beginning of the season yeah yeah you know obviously it took you know my safe pick is my car we got to take my car and that doesn't even look safe anymore but um he probably went it but uh (laughs) heiskanen is my dark horse i like that and you know what it might not happen with the with the production the fantasy production but I mean, look! Look what's going on with Dallas right now, and how they're playing, and just how hard they are to play against. Uh, that, that's yeah. what I've noticed more than anything. But I love to see Big Benner getting this this craziness going on. But we will talk about him. So, um, cool. Well, let's get into it. Let's get right into it. So, we first we're going to talk about our uh, players that are that are uh, that are hot right now. The first player I want to bring up is my guy, Big Koozie. I must break you. <laughs> Andre Kuzmenko. All right, um, this guy's—he's been. T- this is a hot and cold episode that—that that basically describes uh, uh, Kuzmenko's season so far, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's been. It's funny, guys in, in one of the leagues I'm in there that they, we have a WhatsApp and they, they chirp me quite a bit because I, I picked up Kuzmenko twice and I've dropped him twice. And this, you know, and then when he scores two points, they're like, hey, you're gonna pick up Kuzmenko again. It's like, well, first off, why isn't he rostered? Like, you know, get him on your team. But anyways, let's let's get into Kuzmenko. Um, so he's 40 47% rostered on Yahoo. So might be out there, so definitely take a look. But four goals and six assists in his last five games. Hello 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 hello, hello hello that's that's pretty yeah. good man um you know and he's 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 on a line right now with uh, Elias Patterson and Ilya Makayev. and that's that's by far the Canucks best line um yeah. so he's been getting some some uh some work done five uh you know even strength Um, And then he's on power play one. Right. I think when when Kuzmenko went cold a little bit earlier, they had taken him off power play one and they gave that spot back to Besser. But he's he's since been moved back up and and things are going well. Um, So last five games his average time on ice is uh, 15 and a half minutes, um, which I think, you know, can go up. Right. So there's some potential there. But um, one thing that's really been driving this, though, he's got in the last five games, he's shooting 40 percent right so um, the, if you look at some of these we'll go into a few advanced statistics here so uh in the last five games he's 231st in the league in shots per 60 uh he's 140th in individual scoring chances per 60. so though that sort of indicates to me like that his shooting percentage is what's driving this kind of production right and then he's playing with Elias Pettersson, and Mikaev's been getting some points too right um he does he is 58th in the league in high danger chances for per 60. Um, So that's that's a little bit more like I've noticed that with Kuzmenko so far is that, you know, he's very good on the power play, but he's right in front of the net. So he's tipping it in. He's getting passes like like laser passes. He's just tapping it in. I've seen him do that many times. So um, I don't know. Uh, For me, I think Kuzmenko uh, is 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 pretty safe this year for 55, 60 points. Um, It's going to be like this, though, like these statistics basically show to me he is he is up and down. Right. He might be a streaky player. But I think there is room to grow, but it's going to come in his time time on ice, right? Fifteen and a half minutes. I'd like to see a little bit more than that, right? Um, I think if he can get up around 17 minutes and kind of establish himself that way, we could be looking at a 60, 65-point player. I don't know. What's your take on Kuzmenko, buddy?
1: Yeah, well, I think that's exactly it. You know, I would like to see him get up another minute or minute and a half if possible, because I think he's playing that good right now. But like you said, he's also a little bit of a streaky player. We saw that earlier in October, where it just wasn't really producing. He gets knocked off the first power play unit. But that's that's his game right there. You mentioned it saying um, right in front of the net, those high dangerous scoring chances. That's why that percentage is so high for him. And you know, the fact that he's playing with those with with Mikheyev and Pedersen and they're getting their feet under them as well. I, I wasn't really sure what to expect from Elia Mckayev especially coming back from injury as well. But he's looked good as well. Um, 21 points in 21 games for Kuzmenko. I don't think 50 to 60 points is off the chart. And if you're the Vancouver Canucks organization and and, and the, um, the GM, you're probably ecstatic with the way he's producing right now. So I would expect his number and his values percentage wise of owned in ESPN or Yahoo to go up a little bit from 47%, maybe to 55, 60, depending on if you can continue putting up this, uh, this amount of points as well. But it's, it's the Vancouver Canucks this year. Like, even though they give up a ton of goals, they're scoring a ton of goals at the same yeah. time. So yeah, that's just the thing you've got with the Canucks going on right now.
0: been a frustrating season there for sure. Yeah, um, But uh, yeah, I think, um, Uh, I think 55 to 60 points, um, to clarify, I think it would be his floor. I think that's a good floor. I think, you know, if he really does take off and he gets these minutes we're talking about, maybe 70 points, right? Maybe 60 to 70 points is is more realistic, but a lot of things are going to have to happen there, right? He's going to have to show some consistency.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, cool. Well, well, what, what you got, man? Give me, give me one of your hot guys. One of your hotties.
1: Might be one of the hottest guys in the NHL right now. He's an absolute cutie. Um, Tate Thompson, <laughs> six seven giant, 220 pounds. I love this kid's game. And, you know, just going back at when the <laughs> Buffalo Sabres actually signed him to that monster contract, $7.1 million for the next seven years. I think a lot of people were like, okay, hold, hold the horses here a little bit. Like, we've only seen one good year out of him. Uh, which was last year, career-high 68 points. But I think this guy is so versatile. He's got so many different elements to his game. Just the fact that we were just talking about this, he's six seven giant, and he's got those silky smooth hands of his. I don't know if everyone out there saw that goal against Brian Elliott in the Tampa Bay Lightning the other day, but absolutely undressed him, jocking the rafters. Like It was just incredible what he can do from in close and in tight areas as well. Um, I think he has one of the best hands in the league, to be honest. He's got a powerful shot. Ovechkin-like from that Ovechkin office on the left-hand hash marks at the top of the circle. Um, He's got so many, like I said, so many different elements to his game. 28 points in 22 games so far this year. He's got 14 points in the last 12. And um, he's top 10 in the league for points so far. So I really like this kid's game. I think there's so much there's so much more that we can see from Tage Thompson and he's really just scratching the surface right now. This is like his floor as well. And we're going to see a ton more from him.
0: Yeah. I love it, man. I'm I'm glad you brought this player up because um, yeah, I I, I'm in the the same boat as you when he got signed. Like I I didn't watch a lot of Buffalo games last year, to be honest. Like, so this was a bit of a surprise. Then you do a little bit of a deep dive and you're like, okay, yeah, he had, he almost had 40 goals last year. Like, that's great you know so but this year he's just on another planet um and even there's some interesting things like i did a little bit of a um, analytics dive into tage thompson so the truth is in the last five games he hasn't been playing he hasn't been producing uh to the level that he did previous to that right so he had uh um, he's got six points in the last five games. So two goals, four assists. That's that's still good. Right. That's not that he's not producing, but um, he's got uh, he's playing over 19 minutes uh, every night in the last five games. But look at this. His shooting percentage is four point five percent. Right. So that that will go up. Right. So yeah. this to me is Tage Thompson at at a bit of a floor. Right. So what he's what he's been doing in the last five games um i believe that he's he's going to do even better because um some of the numbers uh, some of the advanced numbers he's fourth in the league in shots per 60 like that's with like austin matthews david pasternak those type of players right that that's timo meyer my guy timo meyer love that guy (laughs) um yeah fourth in the shot fourth in the league shots per 60 fifth in the league in individual scoring chances for per 60 and seventh in the league in individual coursey for. So this guy is getting a ton of shots on net seventh in the league in the last five games. So his shooting percentage is 4.5. So what if that goes up to 10? You know, a very reasonable number. I mean, Tage Thompson, his career shooting percentage is 11.4. And right now he's shooting 4.5 in the last five games. So you can expect, I think, and Buffalo has an amazing schedule this this uh, week. So yeah. you're, you're not getting Tage Thompson. He's, he's rostered already. He's 91%. Yeah. But <laughs> it's funny. Three weeks ago, he wasn't. He was only at 70%. You know, so, but this guy's, he's elite. And I think he's going to have a big year. I think 80 to 90 points for Tase Thompson, I think very reasonable. Uh, I think, uh, I think that's what's going to happen this year. I don't know, but I'm glad you brought this player up. Hello, Mr. Thompson. I think he's talking to you. Um, let's see what else we got. He's so big, too. Six seven, two twenty. I Jeez. know he's a
1: giant. What the hell?
0: And that goal was just <laughs> just ludicrous, man. Um, all right. We gotta talk about uh we alluded to him earlier, Jamie Ben. What the <laughs> hell is going on? Oh my god. What year is this? Why is Jamie Ben doing what he's doing? We I went know.
1: back in time, 2017, yeah. baby. <laughs>
0: Apparently, I love this guy too. He's I mean, actually, what am I I do love them, but there was when the Sedines were really big. I remember uh, um, Jamie Ben and Tyler Sagan talking a lot of yang on the Sedines. Uh, yeah, so I had a bit of a hate on for, for Jamie, both those guys. I've all oh, water under the bridge. All right, guys, if you're listening, Jamie Ben, Tyler Sagan, we're good. All right, that's fine. <laughs> okay, and, but Jamie Ben, let's look at it, his last five games. First off, he's 81% rostered in Yahoo. Did anyone see that coming? I mean, did anyone draft this man?
1: Yeah, probably in the later rounds, maybe like 15, 16. But yeah. that was the thing. We just weren't we're really, didn't really know what to expect out of him uh, coming this year.
0: Yeah, maybe like a Bangers Cats League. You're like, okay, yeah, Jamie yeah. Bang, he's going to hit. If there's penalty minutes, he's going to get that, right? He's going to plug it up up there. But <laughs> man, this guy is, he's he's doing really well. So last five games, three goals, four assists. That's great. All right. Um, average time on ice, 16 30. Again, much more than I expected for Jamie Bend. Play sixteen thirty. I-, I was expecting him to really get relegated to third line role, second power play. Maybe that's just not the case. Um, so he does have. He has been shooting over the last five games, thirty three percent. So that's that's high, obviously. One hundred forty eighth in shots per sixty. One hundred eighteenth in uh, individual scoring chances, four per sixty, and then one hundred fifty seventh in Corsi four per sixty. So. You know, to me, this screams regression. Like, but I think we've been saying yeah. that about Jamie Ben for for a little while, and he's still doing it, right? <laughs> so it it's it's kind of. I mean, I don't know. I I, I didn't get Jamie Ben anywhere. I didn't draft him anywhere. But to me, this this doesn't feel like last season. He was on pace for forty six points. This season, he's on pace for ninety three points. Like, w- we have to look at that and and take notice on that. What is different? And to me, the biggest thing is so far is his shooting percentage. He's shooting the lights out. Um, he's getting those those tips in front of the net, the power play, kind of like Kuzmenko. Like he's he's doing yeah. a lot of damage on the power play. 11 power play points already this season, right? He had 11 all of last season. So he, he's clearly clicking on the power play. I don't know. What you got on Jamie Benn? Well, are we doing I, think that's
1: the thing, I think that's the thing about Jamie Ben is that he's – for me, it looks like he, he's not in his head about the game anymore. It looks like he's just letting the game come to him a little bit, and he's putting himself in those right areas, the right positions – to get the pucks that will bounce in front of the net, get those rebounds that come off the pad or, you know, a shot from the point. And he's putting himself in the right areas that are giving him the opportunities to bury them or set up a, set up a teammate as well, which I didn't really see from him last year. And like we just said, like we're seeing Jamie Ben from back in 2017, 2016, where he was putting up, you know, 79 points, 89 points, which was absolutely incredible. But the last the last three to four years have not been so kind to him, so it is really nice to see him back in his form. Even though he's what thirty three years old, the captain of the Dallas Stars, mm-hmm. and, and again, that's where it comes back to Rupe Hints and that contract. Is we just did I didn't really know what to expect at the Stars this season because Tyler Seguin, Jamie Ben, and everyone pretty much on the the bottom three lines just weren't helping. Pavelski, Robertson, and Hints on the top line. So now that they're bouncing back, this team looks legit. Um, Jamie Benn looks absolutely incredible. And I like the fact that he's doing everything in his powers to – It's he's not just scoring goals. He's not setting up his teammates. He's dropping the gloves. He's creating sparks. And that's yeah. what a captain and a leader does. So really like Jamie Benn that, back from 2017.
0: Yeah, he's a beauty. I mean, what, what are you doing with him if you have him rostered? Are you just hanging on or are you trying to sell high? What do you think?
1: Well, I think we can expect a little bit of a regression from Jamie Ben. Um, 93 points is a little bit high. I can, ex- I would probably land him in the 70 to 75, maybe 80 tops uh, finishing the season because he's already got 26 points in 23 yeah, games. And especially with all of the lines, Just, it's a great balance so far for the Stars. I think I would hold on to him. I think he does a little bit of everything that you can expect him to do, especially if you're in a categorical league. 27 hits on the season 80 um how many sh- he's got 52 shots i think the shots could get a little bit uh i think it's pretty good for jamie ben right now but i think he does a little bit of everything like we said, especially in a bangers league you can ex- expect those penalty minutes if that's a category as well so i think i would hold on to a guy like jamie ben especially with the way the dallas stars are playing
0: yeah i think i absolutely agree um ben to me as a hold just see what happens. Just enjoy the production. I don't even know if you could sell high because a lot of people are probably like saying exactly what we're saying. Like, ah, this is, you can't, can't maintain this. Right. (laughs) So, but he's already, you know, he's already put up a a pretty nice, uh, you know, 26 points in 23 games. What the hell? So that's great. I mean, if he ends the season with like 50 or 55 points, that's still better than I thought he was going to do, you know? So, you know, hopefully you, you drafted Ben late or picked him up on the waiver wire and you're just laughing all the way to the bank. I, Ooh, wish I did. Yeah, yeah. I didn't get him anywhere because I'm <laughs> like, nah, this show ain't no good. You know, actually what I like about Ben though, and, and a big th- indicator for me on a lot of things that I look at with players is time on ice. And yeah. the reason is, it, to me, it shows confidence from the coach, right? And I'm not a coach, so I don't understand. And, and obviously, we don't know the dynamics in the dressing room, on the bench. But when you see a guy getting deployed uh, reasonably – there's a, you know, what's the reason for that? And if you look at Jamie Ben's games, uh, even his last, you know, his last five games, um, well, sorry, I had it here. Yeah. Like he's averaging on the season. He's averaging um, 14 minutes and 50 seconds. So that's, that's low. That's sort of where I expected it. But if you look at his last, um, his last few games here, um, you've got, he, you know, he's got a 20 minute game in there, uh, two 20 minute games, and then a, a couple 14 minute games, stuff like that. So his deployment's a little bit interesting, but I love the fact that he can still get these 20 minute games out there. And I think, yeah, yeah if you, you see, like he's the last five games, he's averaging, I think I said, you know, 16 and a half. Like if he can maintain that all year, he could be good for definitely 55, probably 60 points.
1: And, and I think that's perfect for him as well. Like you don't yeah. want to, you don't want to yeah. exhaust the guy, especially at 33, 30, 34 years old. So if you can get those 20 minute games out of him every now and again, but keep him at that, 15 and a half, 16 and a half average time. Um, I think that's perfect for Jamie Ben, And that's why he, that's why it's so benefiting his game right now.
0: Can your grandfather do this? Hey, ha,
1: hoo, hey, ha, hoo, hey, ha, oh.
0: Yeah, he's killing it. And I'm here for it. I like it. Um, who you got, man? Who's your next hottie?
1: Well, I'm looking at his teammate, um, teammate right now, Jason Robertson. And I'm I'm sticking with a couple of young guys here. Rostered at 98%. So it's very unlikely you're going to get him unless you're uh, trying to trade for him or you already have him on your fantasy yeah. team. But to me, right along Tage Thompson, maybe even higher than Tage Thompson, J- Jason Robertson is one of the elite players in this league. I think he's a top, I think you can put him in the top five as of right now. He is that good and um just everything that i've seen from him he makes everything look so simple when he has the puck on his stick 36 points in 23 games just behind connor mcdavid for the league uh, league leading i think he, connor mcdavid had a couple of points last night um against the panthers so yeah he's second in the league in points right now 14 even uh, even strength goals He's an absolute, he's got ice in his veins, absolute clutch when the time matters, three game-winning goals this season. And like we were talking about, 7.75 million for the next three years. To me, yeah, I crazy. think I think it is, it's definitely crazy. But for me, I think Robertson's looking at this hint deal and he's like, what, like, you couldn't offer me that? Like, I wanted yeah, yeah. to stay here long-term. I wanted the long-term contract, but, you know, it is what it is. So, like, you were right, like, by hands hands down this is probably the best contract in the league right now with the way he's producing but um look he does everything right 96 shots on net, 16 game point streak like a lot of people are talking about the yep. mitch marner yep. point streak at 17 games right now and not enough people are talking about this robertson point streak 16 <laughs> game yep. point streak he's got 29 points in that six in that time period so yeah Absolutely love this kid. He's going to be phenomenal for, for many, many years.
0: Yeah. No, it's, it's it's awesome, man. You can't talk about hot players without talking about this guy, honestly. He's yeah. uh, like, you know, we're talking about a, a few, you know, advanced statistics too. Jason Robertson's right up there in all of them, right? Shots per 60. He's third. You know, he's, he's shooting. His shooting percentage over the last five games is 21. Like he's, uh, his course, four per 60, like just shots towards the net is insane. You know, he's, uh, he yeah, he's number one. Uh, by a large margin, right? So um, the advanced statistics say it, and the statistics on the ice say it. This guy is flying right now, and he's a lot of fun to watch. So um, there must have been some conversation in the background, like, you know, getting him to take that kind of deal, because I can't remember right off the top of my head, but when he signed, someone signed right before him, and I can't remember who that was. Was it Tage Thompson, maybe? I think Tage Thompson was...
1: It might have been he might have been earlier in the summer,
0: yeah, uh, I can't remember was like now. a week
1: before the season started so right 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 those lines
0: so someone signed or signed an extension, which I wish I remember right now, but might it was have been bigger Kairo was it Cairo Maybe Kairou or Skinner was it Sky? I don't even know, but some someone signed a big contract that was higher than Jason Robertson, and he signed after the fact. I was like, how did this? <laughs> How did this happen? So good for them. I, I love Jason Robertson. He, he's he's young and he's he's just killing right now. I did not expect them to come out of the gate like this. Usually when players um, are holding out a little bit in training camp, there's a potential that they come out a bit slow, right? And yeah. he, he didn't come out slow. He didn't come out like this, but it did not take him long to get to get to this level. So uh, um, I love to see it. I hope he's there at, at the end of the season. I hope he's right up there in the top three scoring. I want to, I want to see that. Um, you know, seems like a good kid too. He's doing it quietly. Like you said, Mitch Marner's getting the fanfare. Yeah. JR is, uh, you know, you're like, what How I, you know, <laughs> look where he is in the standings. That's insane. So um, yeah, kudos to JR. Big Robbie. He's helping,
1: he's helping his club, uh, you know, be the top in the division, top in the, in the central division. So mm-hmm kudos to him, kudos to all those guys who are having bounce back seasons. You know, we've been talking about the Dallas stars a lot on this episode, but look, they deserve all the credit. so credit due to them, they, they're getting the job done.
0: Absolutely, my man. Um, all right, let's move on. Uh, another guy I would be remiss without talking about is Matty beniers And um, yes. this guy, I was looking up, you know uh, most points in the last five games and beniers was was second. He's got nine points in his last five games. Maddie Beniers. What the heck? Yeah, two goals, seven assists in the last five games. Um, Beneers is averaging sixteen minutes and twenty three seconds on ice in the last five games. Uh, one thing I did notice, though, because I was I was trying to understand why why is this happening, right? Um, and and one thing I found out is that he's he's fourth uh, in the last five games in second assists, right? So he's um, that's. You know, four of those points are basically just giving it to someone who then gave it to the person who scored. Right. Um, he's 241st uh, in individual scoring chances for he's on the second line and he's on power play, too. So um, what is what does this mean um, to me? Matty Beniers is is overachieving a little bit. Right. Like, um, you know, he's 32 percent rostered on, on Yahoo. Um, not taking anything away from the guy. You know, nine points in five games is 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 very good right? That's what we want to see from an offensive player, from a young player, a rookie like uh, Matty Beniers. But to me, I I don't, I don't really feel like this is sustainable, especially with his current deployment. I feel like there's some luck metrics that have, that have gone in here as well. Um, You know, so I I, I would, if you have Matty Beniers, to me, it's, I think it's a bit of a sell high. Uh, You don't have to get rid of him, but you know, you just enjoy the production if not. But um, to me, I think there's a little bit of a sell high. I don't think he's going to maintain this for the rest of the season. Right. Right now he's shooting uh, overall uh, in his season, 20%, right. Which is, you know, last year he shot 16 points, you know, 16.7 in 10 games. Now this year he's shooting 20%. So I, I, I feel like that's high. I don't, I don't know that Matty Baneers is this player that to convert with this kind of efficiency. So yeah, I would temper expectations on Matty Baneers. I think it's a sell high, you know, Take a look, take a look for, for some of these players, you know, that are, that are underachieving. Right. And we'll talk about a few of those guys later, but um, you might be able to extract some value out of Maddie Veneers. My two cents. I don't know. What are you doing with Maddie Veneers?
1: Well, for me, I think he's one of those players. If you you know, if you were trying to trade him away, it's going to have to be a two for one. Like you said, he's only owned at 32%. Uh, The numbers are a little bit high right now. So there might be a little bit of luck involved, but for me, I really like the Seattle Krakens team. Like we just talked about, we just did an episode Um, a few days ago about contenders and pretenders in this league. And I have the Seattle Kraken as one of the true contenders Mm -hmm. actually coming out of the Western Conference, which I know a lot of people
0: are
1: very surprising because I think a lot of people are hesitant if they can sustain this type of uh, momentum moving forward for the rest of the season. Can Martin Jones, can Philip Grubauer be the players that the Kraken Mm -hmm. really need them to be in the blue paint? And for me, I was saying, that I really like this team because they don't have a bona fide superstar. They have a star in Andre Burakowski, who's 21 points in 21 games. Um, so a point per game player so far this year, you got Maddie Beniers. We talked about it a little bit. Uh, the front runner for the Calder trophy. I really like his game might be a little high as of right now, but I think he can continue putting up those type of numbers uh, because there's not those big expectations on him. Like mm. you get as a rookie or a, First round, first round draft pick, uh, making your debut in the NHL in your first season. So for me, I like his game. I think there's a, a a great balance between all of the four lines. Um, they've got them rolling, they've got them rolling pretty pretty good right now. The blue line, I really like Vince Dunn. Um, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, Adam Larson. Larson. They, yeah. they
1: have they have a lot of different elements to their game. So Vince Dunn is a very offensive minded defenseman, even though it might not look like it numbers wise, he does jump into the play a little bit. Adam Larson, he's putting his body on the line, no matter what, same with the Jamie Alexiak and a couple of other guys, Justin Schultz is just a little bit of everything. Um, So I really like the Seattle Kraken team. I didn't expect them to be this good, but I expected them to be better than last year. So as of right now, I I really do think they're a true contender uh, in the playoffs.
0: Nice. I like that. Yeah. I mean, um, Seattle is one of these teams. Their whole team is basically streamer level, right? But they're getting yeah. it done. You know? But they, it works. It somehow yeah, works. They're, they're absolutely getting it done. So um, it's a nice bit of um, improvement they've had over last year. I'm not yeah. so sure they're a contender to me. They may <laughs> be a playoff team. Um, to me, goaltending is going to be uh, sort That's of – That's the worrisome right there. Yeah. And Martin Jones, great season so far. Uh, that, again, just another unexpected – like this guy's got 10 wins on the season. So that that's that's nice to see. I would love to see Seattle there. Um, Yeah, it's we'll see. I feel like they might be they might be pushing pushing it to get into the playoffs. But uh, you know, I called for the Canucks to make the playoffs this year, so take that for what it's worth. Bubble team,
1: bubble. Yeah, yeah, they're terrible. (laughs) Yeah, no, I
0: have no credibility now, so that's fine. (laughs) Yeah, cool, man. Um, Well, let's go to your last hot player, then we'll get into a couple a couple icy players. A
1: little, a little, some icy players there, some cold, but look, this, this, I think I saved the best for last. I really want to talk about this guy. Um, Jack Eichel. I'm Jack. Nine, 99% owned. So there's no way you're, there's no question. You're not going to be able to get him unless you trade for him. But I really wanted to talk about this guy because, I, I, Out of everyone that I've talked to in all the fantasy leagues that I'm in, there were a lot of people that were not sold on him to be to bounce back to his true form. Like when we saw in his first couple of years with the Sabres, he's absolutely incredible to me. He's still one of the best players in the league right now. Again, on that Matthews type of level where we can expect 90 to 95 points out of him. 26 yep. points in 23 games so far he's on pace for a career high 88 points which even i think that is a little bit low i think he can get to 90 or 95 points and he's doing everything right so far with the Vegas golden knights put in the puck on net, 83 shots 17 blocks 18 hits so it's good that we're not seeing that he's a little bit of afraid to go in those tough areas he's still doing everything that a player needs to do like the fundamentals of battling in the corners, finishing your checks. That's great to see. He has been pointless in his last three games, but the nine previous games before that, he had 13 points. So a little bit of a soft three games for him, the last. And for me, I actually drafted Jack Eichel in both fantasy leagues, the one that you and I are in together, and another yep. one with some some friends from back home. And I was able to draft him both in the fifth round in those fantasy leagues, which to me, I, I, I thought that was the biggest deal of the draft. Like he's doing everything you can ask for, especially in a categorical league. So Jack Eichel to me is one of the hottest players in the NHL right now. Might not look like it look like it's numbers wise because you've got Tage Thompson, Mitch Marner, Robertson, those guys producing, obviously Connor McDavid, but 26 points in 23 games is phenomenal for me.
0: Yeah, I love that. I love this player too. And to get him in the fifth round, I mean, that's value. That's big value. Um, because really, the only question for me with Iko coming into the season is how is he, how does he play with his injury, right? Like, it's a, exactly. it's a big, you know, issue that he had. And, you know, what's that going to be like? Um, so, yeah, I, I like, I, I tried to get him. He got snapped up before before I kind of wanted, could get him. It, it's, it's hard because there were so many centers in this in this uh this draft season, right? So if you get one early, it's like, yeah, he's center only. So it kind of, you know, it it can be a potential issue with your rosters, but I mean he's playing amazing. I I agree with you. I think I think 85, 90 points for Eichel is is very reasonable. Um one thing I did want to say about Eichel, he's because you said so the last five games, um what does he have in his last five games? Uh, so four points in his last five games. um, you know, he is on a little bit of a cold streak, like you said, zero in his last three. Um, and I wanted to kind of see the reason on that. And so right now he's only shooting in his last five games four, uh four point seven percent. Right. So that that that's it right there. That that cold streak is really being driven by the fact that he's not converting. Right. Yeah. Um, everything else is pretty much the same with what he does. You know, he's shooting the same amount. Uh, you know, his shooting percentage this year is actually higher so i feel like he's kind of in a valley right now and that's going to normalize and get back to the median and so you're going to his points are going to go back up right and i um i haven't seen eichel be a, he hasn't really been a streaky player throughout his career i feel like he's been very consistent yes. you know so i feel like if this is a cold streak that he's in i don't think it's going to last a long time um but i did want to look at some of the other things too um 128 and Corsi 4 per 60 so that's something i'd like to see a little higher with jack eichel um, and that's, again, just shots towards the net, right, um, when, when he's on the ice and hit himself personally. And then 238th overall in the NHL and individual scoring chances, 4 per 60. So that's low. That's very low for a player of this caliber. And, you know, for whatever reason, I think Vegas has, has been, you know, kind of underachieving a little bit, especially in the last five games. So I think I, I honestly believe that this is going to come back up. Uh, and Eichel is going to kind of reach those those points that you mentioned. I think I think 85, 90 points, absolutely. And he's just a stud. What a nice head of hair on this man. <laughs> right, let's, let's go there. <laughs> yeah,
1: absolutely. He's one of the hottest players out there.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, physically. All right. That's just an attractive <laughs> man. Let's agree on that. All right. Sweet. Um, cool. So we will get into a few uh, cold players, all right? Um, let's take a look. Uh, actually, Steele, why don't you start us off? We'll Start us off with one of your... One of your ice picks.
1: Yeah, let's do it. And I, I, don't think anyone would not have this player on their list. Um, this is just the obvious one. Jonathan Huberdeau just hasn't been good enough, and there's no question about that. Um, 115 points last year with the Florida Panthers. I don't think we expected him to produce those kind of numbers again, yep. especially moving, you know, to a new, a, a different country across the border, especially going from Florida to Calgary. It's a it's a complete 180 opposite from yep. what your living situation was being in a new environment, no expectations to get 115 or maybe even hundred points, but there were at least some expect expectations to be the number one guy for the Calgary flames. Yep. And the fact that he's been dropped all the way to the third line um, he's got Three goal. He's only got three goals. He's got ten points in his first eighteen games with the Calgary Flames. For me, it's I'm I'm not seeing that you know Mamba mentality of you know just switching gears and taking control of the game like we saw when he was with the Panthers. And I know he had that chemistry with Barkov and Ekblad and a couple of those other younger players on the wing. Mm -hmm. But if you're telling me that you can't do it with Defoli and Lindholm or Mangiapane Dubay. All these other guys, Ruziska as well, who's a, a rookie for the Flames. So the fact that he's not producing, he's way, way far off his his productive rates from the last few seasons with the Panthers. So he's real cold right now. I actually tried trading for him in one of the leagues. And I don't know, maybe you can let me know if this deal was not fair or fair. But I tried, I tried trading Eichel and Demko for uh, Huberdeau and Markstrom. And he didn't want to take the deal. He wanted me to add Tim Stutzle in the deal, and like that's just you're you're out of your mind right now.
0: Yeah, yeah, you, you that would have been a win for you for sure. I think if you would have got that deal without, uh, yeah, the, yeah, the, the, the player added on there. So yeah, that you would have fleeced him there. I think yeah, <laughs> but it's yeah. so, Huber, so Huber, satisfying Huber to is, fleece somebody.
1: I know, right? But yeah, yeah. Huberto is just uh, yeah, he's been one of the coldest players in the NHL right now, and there's just a ton of expectations and especially for me, like I had the Flames being the top team in that division. And the fact that they're what, nine, nine and three, Markstrom's look bad, Huberto looks terrible. It's just not going well for the Flames right now.
0: Yeah, yeah, something stinks over there. I don't know what's happening. Um, But what I see initially in in Huberto, yeah, I totally agree with all your points there. Um, Hasn't looked like the same player. Um, But one of the main things that appears to be happening is his deployment his deployment is way down right obviously we talked about him being on the third line he was reunited with um, to and lindholm last game for a little bit so i mean we got to keep an eye on that but that's where he needs to be yeah it's you know he's averaging 17 minutes on ice this year uh as opposed to 19 and a half last year right that's that's big two and a half minutes um huberto is a guy that hits right so you need to be on the ice to collect these these stats right so um you know he was almost at 100 hits last year so also his shooting percentage is way down this year and the amount of shots that he's taking is down as well i mean last year he averaged 2.8 uh per game this year he's only averaging 1.9 right so something any any shooting last year 13.5 percent, this year 8.8 so i think yeah, you mentioned something too with like Daryl Daryl Sutter. I, I don't know if there's something going on there. I don't know if you remember that press conference where Daryl Sutter said uh, Huberto was, uh, you know, going to the bathroom or why he wasn't there or something like that. And <laughs> and there was a kind of rebuttal from Huber, Huberto, which is basically like, I don't care what he says, you know. So that when I see things like that, is like, oh, is there like? First of all, yeah, Sutter great, seems great like great a bit of a eyebrow. dingus too. Yeah, so. <laughs> It's like, oh, is there some turmoil there, right? Like, we, you know, we know how mentality can really affect your, your game, right? But obviously, the ice time is not where I want to see it. So yeah. but Huberto, to me, is a buy low for sure. I think he's still a second-round type player. He's going to give you second-round type value, but he's got to get going in a hurry here. Right, and he needs the deployment to do that. So, um, I was able to pick him up in a couple spots um, for oh, nice. like some by low. Yeah, uh, I can't remember the exact trade, but um, yeah, I was able I was able to pick him up, and um, I'm happy with it. But yeah, nothing's hasn't really been doing it. I mean, I think two points in his last five games, so that's, that's not doing it. Hubie, we need uh, we need some more. <laughs> Calgary's underachieving all over the place, so I think that's yeah. one of those cases where that's going to normalize as well. And they're you know they they're not going to be maybe to the level they were last year, definitely not. But They'll be better than this, right? And Huberto will too. So, cool. Let's get into one of the players I want to talk about, uh, and it's my guy Tyson Barry.
1: Your cousin Marvin Barry. You know that new sound you're looking for? Well, listen to this.
0: Um. You know, you know how I know how to talk about players that are performing poorly <laughs> is if you're on Yahoo in a Yahoo league and you get a roster alert and it's like 800 people have dropped Tyson Berry. You know, it's like, you know, anytime it does that, it, 800 people drop uh, Andre Kuzmenko. You know, it's like, so that that's how you can kind of gauge yeah. like, oh, this guy's, you know, that's the player you want to sort of look at, like get into the stats and be like okay, is this a legit drop? Like, is this guy injured, or is he just playing like shit? Or, you know, is it are people just reacting to something like, oh, 800 people dropped them? Oh, my God, I got to drop him. So Tyson Berry, let's look at it. Uh, zero points in five games, that's not good, TB. Uh, average time on ice, this is also not good, 18 uh, minutes and 57 seconds. But if you look at some of the advanced statistics, 37th in shots per 60 for defensemen. Not bad. 36 in individual Corsi, 4 per 60. And then 150th in individual scoring chances, 4 per 60. That's not good. All right? Uh, he's the second pairing. But the key with Tyson Berry is he's still on power play 1. All right? So when you, you know, you should not drop Tyson Berry. <laughs> I've said this in a podcast before. <laughs> Do not drop Tyson Berry. Think about where you drafted him, which is probably, you know, late 100s. Right? Yeah. Um he's, he's on the, t- like, he's giving you what you drafted him for. Right. Um, obviously he's going through a cold spell right now. He's a second pairing defenseman, but he's still power play one with McDavid and dry and on all those studs. Right. So as long as he's getting that, y- you cannot drop this man. I'm sorry. You have to keep him. All right. Um, <laughs> but the good news is like, if you look at Tyson Berry, um, you know, his, his minutes, he had seven games in a row that was under 20 minutes. Um, which is really that, that's not what you want to see. Right. But the good news is uh, the last two games, he's been uh, 23 minutes and 24 minutes the game before that. Right. So and he scored a goal uh, last night. So actually, yeah, he had uh, zero points in five games. Now he has one goal in six games. So he, he did get a goal yesterday against the, the Panthers. So um, with five and a half minutes on the power play with Connor McDavid, dry settle. Do not drop Tyson Berry uh but he's not performing well I don't know what's your take on Tyson Berry and the whole Tyson Berry Evan Bouchard thing what What do you got on that
1: I, I like the fact that you bring up Tyson Berry because that's exactly what was going through my head as well because I have him in the fantasy league that we're both in and you're right I, I drafted him in those early 100s mid mid 100s um you know later rounds but 13 points in 22 games minus one Couple penalty min- uh, minutes. I would like to see him shoot the puck more. I think he has a yep. very underrated shot. A little bit, like he he can definitely wire that thing and pick his targets when he wants to. I've seen it multiple times this year. So, and you're right, the fact that he's on that first power play unit and continues to remain on it, that might switch around maybe because Evan Bouchard's been picking up steam a little bit as well. So, we'll. Ha- I-, I definitely have to keep an eye on that, but. Yeah, the fact that he remains on the first power play unit with those top elite guys that he plays with, I think there's no question, even if he's owned and you see him being dropped in fantasy leagues going down from 38 to 34 to 30, you really got to look at the other defensemen that are out there on the waiver wire targets before you actually drop him. So yeah, if there's totally. someone that does become available that's, you know, a decently better than him, I would go for it, but as of right now, for me, there's no question that I keep him on my team.
0: Who would you rather have, Barry or Bouchard?
1: Right now, Barry. Hell yeah.
0: Yeah, it's right gotta, now, Barry. Barry yeah.
1: yeah, Bouchard, like, I, I have watched the last couple of Oilers game, and Bouchard had that game where he scored two goals. I think he scored another one last night as well. Uh, so it does seem like he is picking up steam in his last three to four games. But overall, I just, I haven't seen that next level commitment from him that a lot of people were expecting out of Bouchard.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely right. I think that's part of the reason people are dropping Tyson Berry. They may not be looking into the stats and just being like, oh, well, look at Bouchard. He's got, you know, he's got three goals in the last two games. Like he's got to be the man. But like (laughs) if you look at Evan Bouchard in these games where he got three goals, his time on ice was 14 minutes and then 15 minutes and 47 seconds. So that's not good. That's like third line defenseman uh, and power play time. Pretty minimal in those two games, uh, just over a minute in each game. So, you know, to me, Tyson Berry the clear hold there. Don't try Tyson. Don't drop Tyson Berry, please. All right. Need, <laughs> all right. And uh, we're coming up to it for, for time. So I don't know, steel, why don't you take us home with uh, one of your, one of your, your uh, last one of your icy picks here and uh, yeah. And then we'll, we'll call it a, call it a day.
1: Yeah, well, I, I'll i throw this guy's name out real quick. Jack Campbell's been absolutely terrible for the Edmonton Oilers as well, since we're already on the topic of the Oilers. Um, 7-5-0 record this season, 875 save percentage, 4.04 goals against average. Mm-hmm. Uh, even just watching him, it doesn't even look like he's having fun out there anymore. Like back when he was with the Maple Leafs the last three years or whatever, Every single game that he played, he had a smile on his face. He yep, was so yep. happy just to be there. And obviously, he, did, he didn't he did get the contract that he wanted with the Maple Leafs. That's why he signed with Edmonton. But he doesn't look happy on the ice when he's in, when he's in the crease. He's getting beat on that glove hand side. Uh, I, I don't know what the numbers are, but it seems like every single game multiple times. So that's one guy who I think is really cold right now. And a guy that you and I talked about a little bit yesterday, Victor Hedman. What the heck is going on <laughs> with that guy on the blue line? um I, I I honestly don't understand what the heck is going on with him I was looking at the stats yeah. uh he had 17 points in his first 18 games last year he has 10 points in his first 18 games this year and his shooting percentage is at 2.5 percent which is atrocious um especially for a guy like Victor Hedman, who's year in and year out it seems like he's always in the in the race for the Norris trophy it doesn't mm-hmm. even seem like he's close to it right now but yeah Victor Hedman has been one of the coldest defensemen in the league so far
0: yeah it's so true and uh, uh yeah I agree with both your takes there um Hedman is an interesting one though I, I I have him in a couple leagues actually and I was happy to get him right you probably spent some good draft capital picking this guy yeah. up he's only 31 Right. So, um, yeah, Hedman's a prime example to me of a guy that is not performing for fantasy teams, but he's obviously a stud on the ice. Right. I, I think, yeah. you know, they're not relying on him for for offense this year because Mikhail Sergachev is yep. killing it. Right. So, <laughs> I mean, if it, if it's not broken, don't fix it. Right. That said, I mean, Tampa has been underachieving. So I Hedman's a tough one. You, you can't even drop him. Right. Because you 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 pick them up so early right? Um, you got to kind of see it through. And he's still 10 points in 19 games. That's great for a 43 point pace. He had an 85 point season last year. So yeah. how did this, yeah, how did this happen? And I think, I think there's been a shift in the Tampa Bay organization towards Mikhail Sergeyev. Um, you know, and I remember uh, before the season started, just Sergachev was one of these players that I targeted for a, a breakout season. Right. Yeah. And that was really driven on, I looked at some of his stats, but also driven by the fact that, um his coach uh came out in the media and said like just straight up we're going to be putting Sergachev in a lot more positions this year we're going to lean on him a lot harder right that was right at the beginning of the year and I like that I was like this guy's getting more time on ice bigger role with this team like okay that's that's awesome Mikhail Sergachev 50 points no problem 50 55 points he might get more than that this year he's taking all the pp points from uh from my man uh headman here so you know, it's pretty rough. Hedman's role is secure. He's still getting like, you know, he's averaging almost 25 minutes on ice uh, a night. He's getting your peripherals, but dang, the, the offense is just.
1: Yeah. The offense needs to pick up a little bit more, but you know what? I think it is from um, the lightning standpoint and John Cooper standpoint that, you know, I really did see a little bit of a change and a switch from Mikhail Sergachev last year, especially in the playoffs, he looked like he was he was one of the most dominant defensemen yeah, in the playoffs last year. He's an absolute beast. And, you know, we've also talked about this at length on the Locked On Fantasy Hockey podcast, where maybe it is a little bit of uh, uh not much gas left in the tank. Like they've been in they've been in. Yeah. Playing a lot of
0: hockey. Yeah.
1: in Stanley cup finals the last three years, like even Andre Vasilevsky doesn't look that good compared to the last year and the, in the year mm-hmm. before that. Um, But yeah, maybe there's just not enough gas left in the tank right now. They've played the most amount of games out of any team the last four years. So it could be that it could be that. And Sergeyev a part of that group is just a little bit younger right now and is, is getting that opportunity uh, from the lightnings, from the, from John Cooper's perspective and standpoint.
0: Yeah, no, that's a really good point. I mean, he's still 31. I mean, I know that's a little bit older in hockey, but, but I mean, I don't think anyone would have expected this kind of drop off for uh, like his his production, his offensive production. So, I mean, you kind of have to hold him, right. I mean, I don't know. Also, (laughs) I would say he's a buy low, but I'm not sure. um, Because it's really dependent on him getting on that power play right um that said it's only a quarter way into the season so we got a long way to go i think he still has 60 point potential but you know he's gonna he's got to get on a bit of a streak here and and definitely he's gotta get some reps on that power play one right that that's
1: that's that's the thing too it's so hard to buy these type of players at a low value because of their name like that's the reason why i couldn't get that trade done for jonathan huberdo it's like oh like it's Huberto. Like he's just struggling right now. Like he's gonna mm-hmm. bounce back and very very soon. But it's like we don't know that he's on a new team. He's on a mm-hmm. and I know it's a little bit different for Hedman, but it's so hard to buy those like top name guys in the NHL or in any league um because of they have they have that status over them of being an elite defenseman or an elite forward or goalie. So it's hard to sell them or get them when they're mm-hmm. struggling because they they they're the person that the team that owns them. Has the value up here? It's just it's 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 one of the most difficult things in fantasy
0: hockey. <laughs> it is. I I had in one of my leagues I had four defensemen. Like I drafted McAvoy and had him on the IR, um, but then when he became healthy, I had four defensemen. I had uh, McAvoy, Heiskinen, Dougie Hamilton, and Hedman. So I had wow. like a very wow. strong, very strong defense. It's a ten-team league, so there's lots lots of good players available. Yeah, um, but. Yeah, I, I felt I'm like, how do I get rid of one of these guys? <laughs> but yeah, like, I I would love to drop Hedman because he was my worst performer. But I ended up dropping Heiskanen because just because of Hedman's name, it's like yeah. I can't I can't, you know. And uh, well, we'll see. is lighting it up now, so whatever. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna ride this man into the ground. It's fine till the <laughs> wheels come off. Let's go, big heady. Let's do it. Um, cool. Well, um. Buddy, that's uh, that's awesome stuff, man. I want to thank you so much for coming on this show. Um, You can find Steele and uh, his partner Flip. They are on the Locked On Fantasy Hockey podcast. You got to get your buns over there. All right. They're on YouTube. They're on Spotify, all the platforms. Uh, Steele, any any uh, last last words before we finish up here, buddy?
1: Just thank you a lot for having me on here. It was an absolute blast talking, uh, talking fantasy hockey and just hockey overall. Like I love doing this every day. So I, I really do appreciate you having me on here as your first guest. Very honored for that. And no, I, I'd love to be back on and uh, potentially have you on the locked on fantasy hockey podcast show as well. This was an absolute blast.
0: Let's do it, man. It's a verbal contract confirmed. <laughs> All right. Get on there, buddy. Thanks so much. Really appreciate it. Get over, check on uh locked on fantasy hockey podcast. They're on five days a week. And you can check me out. This is Fantasy NHL Today. Thank you so much, everybody. Celebrate your day. Bye for now. A rational explanation is hardly necessary.